What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying healthy. I hope y'all are taking care of yourself and your family and just holding on to your loved ones and in this crazy, crazy world that we live in. I hope you're just keeping the important things important. I hope you're keeping the the main things, the main things, the things that you need to focus on, you're focusing on those things. I hope everything's just going well for you. I just hope things are going well for you, for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones. I just hope things are going well for y'all. I hope y'all are having a great week so far. Hope y'all are having a wonderful week. But we're back to the show. We're back to the regular scheduled program. We had a little bit of a a little bit of a pause last week. Uh, for all those who listen to the podcast regularly, like regularly, Tuesdays I do a personal finance topic talking about how to go about handling your money. And then Thursdays I usually do a podcast just talking about the business world, some of the news that's going on in the business world. But last week, Thursday, I decided to do a different podcast, uh, basically because there was a lot that was just rolling around in my head. And I just could not focus on on the regular stuff. I just could not make the jokes that I usually make or talk about the things that I usually talk. I just needed to talk about some things that I find a lot more important. And I really hope that you guys find it important as well to learn about the things that are going on in your world, to learn about the people that are in your world, uh, people of different colors, people of different race, people of different walks and backgrounds and all those things and um, if you can reach out to your uh, just you know just reach out to other people have those discussions learn more the more the only way that we can move on is for each and every single one of us to have the mentality to want to know more about our neighbors and to want to know more about our friends and know more about what other people are dealing with to be empathetic about the struggles of of others Um, but yeah so that that happened last week I made a slightly different podcast from the norm and so i put that out uh, thank you all for the support on that but today we're gonna get back on talking about personal finance talking about some of the steps that we all need to take when it comes to personal finance so backstory i'm supposed to be doing homework right now but i don't want to so i'm back in school And I have homework that I need to get done. I mean, it's not due yet, but I like to do my homework early so I don't have to worry about it later on. And I really just don't want to do it. So I've been sitting here in front of my computer looking at this homework, this homework number one that I need to read an article and then write a paper on that article. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I just, I just don't want to. I really just... I just don't want to do it though. Like, I just don't want to, like, at all. I just. So, instead of actually doing the homework, I'm procrastinating. And to make myself feel better about procrastinating, I'm like, yo, I should make my podcast right now. And so, I turned on the mic, and here we are, making a podcast. Making a podcast. So, thank y'all for allowing me to procrastinate on doing my actual homework that I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm probably just gonna do after I finish doing this. Maybe maybe i'll do it or maybe i'll just keep putting it off i should i really shouldn't i really shouldn't this is literally you see this is what we talk about when we talk about personal finance it's literally we know what we need to do 
when it comes to like things like making a budget, making a plan, making setting up those accounts that we need to set up. There's stuff we know we ought to do, but like we just don't want to. We don't feel like it. And that's some, some, uh, part of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about simple steps that can help you to get to the place of wealth, that can help you get to the exact location of wealth and simple steps of how you can think through money, of how you can think through when I get money, how do I handle that money? And literally, it's like, do I pay off debt or do I invest? It's basically what we're going to be dealing with is how do you just walk through money step by step and a procedural method? Because I think a lot of times, if we have procedures in place, if we have things in place that just predetermines how we're going to handle our money, a lot of other things can kind of carry you along and you don't have to consistently think about it. You can kind of go on autopilot. And a lot of times when it comes to money, it's better for you to be very robotic than it is for you to be emotional and actively engaged in handling that money. But anyway, I have about seven things that we're going to go through here as far as the steps to take. So we'll start with this. Step number one, y'all going to get pissed because I say this like every other week, get an emergency fund open an emergency fund like right now while you're listening to me if you're not driving if you're not if you're walking and you don't already have a emergency fund like right now right now pull out your phone open the browser on your phone go to ally.com and open a savings account a high interest savings account now i also suggest a money market account because it gives you a debit card but i don't but just remember with that debit card you only get six six transactions on it it's not something you just be swiping willy-nilly but i really don't even like telling people to get that because a lot of people who don't have control over their emotional spending will use the card way too easily so i like to say get a high interest savings account i like ally bank or marcus these are two banks that i really really like as far as i've used them and i use them on the regular and i really like them now if you're a t-mobile customer they do have a really good interest rate on that one. They have about a 4% interest rate, which is crazy right now when everybody else has a, a 0.8. But any, the 4% is only up until you get to about uh, $3,000. And you also have to already be like a T-Mobile customer with their phone plan and all that stuff. So if you want to do that, that's an option. But the first step for every single one of y'all is to open an emergency fund account. And it doesn't even have to be a fully funded three to six month emergency fund account. This is literally put in $1,000 in that account. In the United States, 59% of people cannot cover an emergency expense of under $1,000. The number is actually higher than that when you think of people, or it's about 60 something percent, 64% of people can't cover an expense of, of, a, of $400. And most emergencies that's going to come up in your life are not going to cost you more than $1,000. Usually the emergency contains our cars, maybe fixing our AC unit, maybe things things of that sort. And none of those things are going to be more than $1,000, which is why it's good to start with $1,000. And the other thing about saving $1,000 or just getting to the point where you can say to yourself, I have $1,000 sitting in a bank account somewhere. One, it gives you confidence that, yo, I can actually do this thing. Like I can actually save money. I don't have to panic about every situation. I can actually do this. Like all the other stuff is not that difficult anymore. It may take you longer, but now that you've started the process of just being able to save or showing yourself like, oh, this is the procedure that I have to take 
take place that I have to take it step by step to for me to be able to save this money all of a sudden that also sets you up in every other thing that we're going to talk about so starting off with saving one thousand dollars in a high interest savings account that you will not touch unless it is an emergency and i don't mean like oh i need to travel out of town real quick no like an actual emergency like my car tire is flat emergency or my car windshield is smashed emergency or my ac is having issues so i have to hire somebody to come fix it emergency or my plumbing is bad emergency those kind of things those are actual emergencies not regular expenses of oh my god i forgot to pay my phone bill that's not an emergency now of course if you don't have money you use your money to pay that but still that's just poor planning there's a difference between emergencies and bad planning you got to know the difference not everything is an emergency some things that we feel are emergencies really are not emergencies a sale just because you're you're online and you're browsing around a sale is not an emergency that is something that you can wait plan for that expense don't just buy the thing because you can buy the thing all right the next thing that i'm gonna say is for you to invest in yourself invest in yourself what do i mean by that if you don't have a job, go get a job. Actually, I should probably have put this at the first thing, but go get a job. Go get a job. If you don't have a job, if you don't have a form of income, get a job. Start getting paid in some way, form, or fashion. Because if you don't have income coming in, you're wasting your time. The other one is find a way to leverage the things that you love. Leverage yourself into something that you enjoy to do. Whether it's trying to find a way to make YouTube passive income or find a way to whether it's uh, refereeing soccer games on the weekend or refereeing football games. I mean, right now it's hard because we're in the pandemic period, but if you can find ways to make money in other things, or the other thing is if you can get certified, especially now that we're all home and there's all kinds of free certifications that are going around all over the place, get certified in something that you love to do or get certified in something that interests you build skills invest in yourself before you invest in anything else if you can invest in yourself and that can look like you literally learning how to do powerpoint better you literally learning how to write a better article because then you can service yourself to different businesses to write articles for those businesses or if it's about powerpoint you can learn how to present let's say you work in a certain company and it makes yourself stand out a little bit better may say it's public speaking Maybe start a podcast and start speaking on the regular just to train yourself how to speak better. Invest in yourself. Find ways to make yourself better at doing something. Or maybe it's getting certified in a technical type of thing where you pay a little bit of money, like 250 bucks, get certified in data analytics or something, and then boom, you leverage that to help businesses. Like, and when I say help businesses, I'm not talking about big business, I'm talking about mom and pop shops that don't have the time or the expertise to spend on this thing. This is something that I started thinking about recently, is a lot of the times we're focused on the big stuff, but there's a lot of people that are around us that can benefit from the skill sets that we have. If you're if you're good at motivating people, become a coach at something. If you're good at planning stuff, like being if you're very detail oriented and you can plan for different things, maybe go to a business and say, "Hey, I have this skill set. How can I help you guys?" Especially when it comes to small businesses. Especially right now when small businesses want to be focused on more of the big ideas than the little detailed stuff, they'll like you. 
they will like you a lot. So invest in yourself. Find things that you enjoy to do. Or maybe you don't even find things you enjoy to do. Find something that's going to pay you. Because I think a lot of the times we focus on like, follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. You know who gets to follow their passions? People who are already making money. That's the people that get to follow their passions. Now, if you're trying, if, if you want to go that route, just know that if you're following your passion, usually our passions don't pay us to start off with. We have to start off small to get to the point where our passions will pay us. But it takes time to get to that point. So be willing to make sacrifices to follow your passion. You can't live like everybody else. You can't buy the things that everybody else is buying. You can't do the same things that everyone else is doing. You will have to sacrifice a lot of things in order for you to follow your passion. So if you are going to follow your passion, count the cost. Count the cost. It's not going to be something that is all willy-nilly free just because, oh, I love doing this thing so much. No, you're going to have to grind. It's going to take time before you start seeing any kind of results when it comes to following your passion. All right, the third thing that you need to do is after you have that $1,000, it's time for you to get to work. Pay off every single high interest rate loan that you have that is higher than, I would say, about 4 to 5%. If you have any interest rate loan, if no, nah, I won't say 4 to 5, my bad, 5 to 6%. If you have a loan that is higher than 5 to 6%, get rid of that thing as fast as you can as fast as you can i'm talking about credit card loans i'm talking about car loans i'm talking about loan personal loans all these other types of loans these fancy loans that they try to give you out here if it's higher than an interest rate of five to six percent if you even has an interest rate of five to six percent get rid of that loan if your house mortgage is at a interest rate of like five percent or six percent Go get it refinanced. Now, of course, there's caveats to all of that. If you're already close to completely paying off your home and you're on the downward slide, then there's that would be stupid for you to go and refinance your house and put more loan on the house. There's a lot of caveats to that. But in general, right now, interest rates for house are about 3%. So if you can get your loan to be about 3%, then it makes sense. Student loans, I mean, right now, you shouldn't be paying off your student loans. You should just let it be on pause for a bit so you can invest that money into the into the stock market since the US government is allowing you to do that. But for any other kind of loan, especially, especially car loans, the average car loan is about 8%. 8%. The average credit card has an interest rate of 15%. 15%. 15%. And that's the average, not the median, not the the average when you look at the median is closer to like 18 or 20 percent it's just yo please 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 guys guys please if you have a credit card pay it off every single month every single month if you have a balance on it please get rid of that thing as fast as you can please 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 get rid of that thing as fast as you can please before you start investing or anything like that. And well, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, get rid of that stuff. The next thing you need to do is one of the following things is for you to invest in an index fund. Or if you work for an employer that offers a 401k, first of all, you should be doing that. If you have an employer that's offering you a 403b or a 401k plan, yo, 
don't even think don't that should be like basic automatic should be at least getting your employer match at the very least you're getting that employer match at the very least even though you're paying off debt it's good to invest even a small amount of money whatever small amount of money that you can put aside to invest is better to get started sooner rather than later but it doesn't mean that you put more money if you have debt yeah, and you're trying to invest more than you're paying off your debt. It's like running up a down, running up a down escalator. You're not going anywhere. You may make a little bit of progress, but you're coming right on back down. So, pay off your debt before you start investing. However, if you're at the point where you're like, yo, I don't have any debt and all this other stuff, and I'm already doing my 401k plan. If my if your employer offers a 401k plan, or you're like, I don't have an employee spon- employer sponsored 401k plan. Thing you need to do is to open a Roth IRA. I've made a video about what or I said a video. <laughs> I've made podcasts about what to invest in a Roth IRA. Basically, you just need to do either a target date fund, target date index fund, or just index fund ETFs, where it just tracks the market. That way, you don't have to think about oh, I need to select this one versus select that one. I need to do. You don't have to think about all the different single stocks. Rather, you're just following the market, and you will do just as good as the market does. So if you're going to open an IRA, I I really believe in target date funds from like, whether it's Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab. I usually only list those three because those are only three that I have experience with. Just make sure that you select the index variety and that the fees on them are no more than 0.2% and that the turnover ratio is no more than 25%. I'll say this on side as a side note for Fidelity. Fidelity right now has a turnover ratio of about 77%, but that's because this year they added a bunch of international shares into their funds. So just keep that in mind. If you want to just be tracking the market and you prefer to do ETFs, then you can do ETFs like SPLG, which tracks the S&P 500, or you can do VTI, which is a total market ETF, or you can do SCHD, which is a one that tracks the Dow Jones index, or you can do VSUX, which just tracks the international market. So there are different examples and different ways that you can go about of investing in ETFs. But before you do any of that, first you got to open the account. So open a Roth IRA account. Before you think about opening a Robinhood account, before you think about investing in any of these other fancy things, not even fancy, but the ones that you see everywhere, Robinhood, Webull, before you even think about doing any of those, do a Roth IRA. The main reason I say a 401k and a Roth IRA is because those grow tax-free. In other words, all the money that you're gaining on top of it is all free. You don't have to pay anything for it. So, after you have done all of that, after you have opened your Roth IRA and all that stuff, the next thing is if you can and you have access to a high deductible health insurance plan, get a HSA. I don't even know if you necessarily need a high deductible health insurance plan or if you can just open one, but I would advise everyone to get a HSA. Again, it is another way to avoid taxes legally and it's just a good way for you to mitigate any expense when it comes to healthcare costs. That way you don't pay taxes when, like literally a HSA account is beautiful because whenever I go to the doctor and I have to pay for anything, which thank God I haven't had to go to the doctor except for regular checkups, I don't pay taxes on it. I don't pay sales taxes, I don't pay any of those taxes because that's what the account is built around. It's for you to not have to be paying all this extra money on top of the money that you're already saving. And plus the account can grow. It has an IRA function inside the HSA account where you can invest some more money. So that's also a really good thing. Now, if you have kids, I think you should also open a 529 savings account 
for your kid. This is for college payments and all that kind of stuff. You should open that account. Basically, it just removes your headache for the future when you have to actually start paying for college. And if college never becomes free, just it just makes a lot of costs come down. You can use the 529 savings account for anybody who is who has children. Do that. Make their lives easier. Don't let them struggle like you're struggling as far as like student loans and all this other stupid stuff. Allow them to be better than where you are at. I always find it very stupid when people are like, oh, I struggled and I had to do this. So my kids should not. That's like, that's stupid. You made yourself better so that your kids don't have to go through the same things. It's not like Warren Buffett is out there like, oh, I struggled and I worked hard to get to the point where I was. I had to do all this stuff. So therefore, my children, I'm not going to even try to set them up for success. That's dumb. Like nobody does that. No parent does that. I always find it so stupid whenever people say stuff like that. No. Yes, you raise them up in the right way to ensure that they go on the right path and you ensure that they understand money, they know about money and all this other stuff so they're not spending money frivolously just because you, you're making more money than, than you were in your, in, when you were a kid. doesn't mean you do anything like that, but at the same time, it does mean that you teach them the right way to view money. You teach them the right way to handle money. You teach them the right way to deal with money and all these other things, but at the same time, you ensure that they're going to succeed in life. You don't say you got to figure it out on your own. I ain't putting nothing in your life. That's stupid. Teach them the right things and they'll do much greater than you can even imagine. That's a key to generational wealth is not just having money in the bank somewhere. It's also education, educating your children on money and all these other things. Finally, and I need to say this. When it comes to this process of building wealth, of saving money, there is absolutely and positively no shortcuts, shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. Unless you're an athlete, you have a billion dollar idea or anything of that sort, there's no shortcuts. There is no short ways for you to turn $1,000 into $100,000 overnight. It doesn't happen. If anybody is trying to sell you something where they're like, yo, you can turn $1,000 into $1 million in one week. Just go ahead and just close that thing and walk away from them because there's no there's no real way to do that. There's no such thing. This is going to take time and it's a process. It's a procedure. Don't skip steps. Don't skip steps. Take your time with this stuff. Take it day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, month by month, year by year. Follow your process. Follow your process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the mundane process of determining, oh yeah, I'm paying off my debt. Or, oh yeah, I'm going to find a way to get a deal on this product so I don't have to pay full price for it. I mean, this morning when I was looking at trying to do my homework, I was looking at, man, all these books are going to cost me like a hundred and thirty dollars i really don't want to spend 130 dollars and then i remembered back when i was in college we didn't really buy books all we did was try and find that pdf online or somebody else got a pdf so you copy it from them and use it so i went back into my college state see this is the problem with a lot of us when we start making money for some reason we believe that our expenses should match up to our to how much we're making so we start adding on things like oh i need my own netflix account I need my own phone bill plan. I need my own insurance plan. I, and we take on all this unnecessary 
load on ourselves when really it should be like, I need to stay on this family phone plan as long as possible. Yes, I'm going to be paying my parents, but I'm going to stay on here as long as possible because it's going to be cheaper. I'm going to stay on their insurance plan as long as possible because it's going to be cheaper. And we don't, we don't think like that. We all like, I'm independent. I can do bad by myself. I can do, it's like, yo, no, you don't have to. If you don't have to leave home, yes, it's going to suck living with your parents for a little bit longer. But yo, the amount of money that you can save. I have a friend. She decided when she was in college, she stayed at home. And then after she started working full time, I mean, she was making like $80,000 a year. She lived at home. In other words, she wasn't paying anything in bills. Guess what she did? She invested every single one of those dollars into the market and guess where she is now? Worth a million bucks. Why? Why is she, why, why? Because she didn't rush to be like, I'm independent, I can live by myself. No, no, that's not how you do this stuff. That's not how you, you handle all of these different things. That's not, that's not the way you do it. It's step by step, it's very, very step by step. You cut your expenses, you live on less than you make, and you invest the rest. You save the rest or invest the rest. That's literally, that's the only equation. The equation for wealth, wealth is equal to expenses minus income or income minus expenses. Those are the two variables that you can, that you have an idea of what to do. One is a little bit easier to control, your expenses, but there's only so much that you can do with your expenses. At some point, you start bleeding when you cut your expenses too low. At another point is for you to find ways to increase your income. Those are the only two variables. Either increase your income or reduce your expenses. Actually do both. Increase your income and reduce your expenses and that's how you build your wealth. It's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned something for this. Remember, the seven steps started with this. One, get an emergency fund. Two, invest in yourself. Find a way to make more income. Three, pay off every loan that's about five to six percent because then it's just cutting into your investment returns. Four, open a Roth IRA if you don't already have one and invest in index funds or target date index funds. Also do your company 401k match if your company offers that. Five, open a HSA account. This is very beneficial for you to avoid more taxes. Start thinking smart and thinking wise about money. Six, if you have children, open a 529 savings account. It's very beneficial for them. And seven, remember, there is no shortcuts to this thing. It's gonna take time, it's gonna take you having patience and just doing it over and over and over and over again. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. Love on your neighbor, love on your family, love on your friends, and I'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one. Peace.